to Noobs and Dragons Season 2. I am your Dungeon Master, Craig WK, and with me is an entirely new batch of noobs for me to torture. Uh, what I'd like to do is go ahead and introduce everybody, uh, make sure that you know who's going to be playing, uh, and uh, we'll go ahead and start with uh, uh, my buddy, Matrick on stage. Hello, I'm Matrick on stage. Matrick, uh, what, uh, you know, what are you doing these days? So right now I'm on Twitch and I'm on YouTube, uh, twitch.tv slash Matrick on stage, M-A-T-R-I-K on stage. Uh, I do some retro gaming. I do uh, a lot of RPGs, Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, on YouTube, I do Let's Plays with my wife, Liz. Uh, mostly murder mysteries because they're fun. <laughs> nice. Uh, so tell me, uh, Matrick, uh, uh, what is your character that you're going to be playing's first name? So my character's first name is Alice. Nice. So you're playing Alice, and uh, you're playing a uh, high elf rogue, right? That is correct. Awesome. And uh, my uh, final question here for you, Matrick, is what is your experience with Dungeons & Dragons before we uh, uh, jump into this? So my last experience with Dungeons & Dragons was probably mid-90s. I had an older friend in middle school who liked to play, so sometimes I'd go over to his house after school, and it was usually just like, him being the DM and me playing his campaign. Mm -hmm. So that's been about it. So uh, the 90s, so we're talking like uh, uh, over Don't 20 years. Don't say how many. <laughs> All right, never mind. Uh, across from me is Sphinx. Uh, Sphinx, what, uh, what have you got going on? I am a co-host on the Last Action Podcast. Uh, every Monday we have episodes. We review classic and current action movies on the GameZilla Media Network. Awesome. And uh, Sphinx, uh, tell me, uh, what is your character's first name? His name is Thelonious. Thelonious. And you are a sorcerer, right? I sure am. That's great. And uh, tell me, what is your experience, if any, with Dungeons & Dragons? Yeah, if any, any, none. I do not have any experience with D&D. &D. Mm -hmm. uh, I have listened to season one of Noobs & Dragons. All right. And that is... Literally the only experience I have. So I'm quite terrified to be here <laughs> and quite sure that mm -hmm. I'm going to screw lots of things up. But that's the whole point of being a noob, right? It, it is. And it makes things way more fun for me. And finally, we have LPJ. Hey, what's up? I am, of course, the other half. Well, the other one of the other thirds now of, yes. uh, of Last Action Podcast. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Uh, LPJ, I'm glad that you and Sphinx could be here uh, uh, for the show, of course. And uh, tell me, uh, what is your character's first name? My character's first name is Hannibal. Hannibal. And you are a fighter, a half-elf fighter, right? I am a half-elf fighter. Awesome. Now, tell me, what uh, do you have any experience in uh, uh, Dungeons & Dragons? Um, not specific experience. Um, it's something I've always wanted to do. Uh, it was introduced to me in middle school. But yeah. I never actually was able to to get around to playing it. Um, I didn't really know anybody who played it. We, yeah. we, we just, kids were talking about it in school and stuff. And then obviously listened to all of the first season of Noobs and Dragons, and then you know helped helped uh, chops out, or he helped me out. I would say more than anything, <laughs> uh, getting things started here. So uh, so yeah, that's about it. Awesome, awesome. I, uh, I'm glad that you guys are all here with me. We're gonna go ahead and uh, delve right into the adventure. So, the three of you, uh, all of your characters, have been summoned to the city of Rayburn Falls for a job. Uh, the, the 
pay promises to be pretty good. You've been intrigued by it. Whether you take the job or not is, you know, technically up to you guys. Uh, but uh, the three of you have come to the, uh, the city. Now, what I'd like you all to do uh, right now is just roll a d20 for me, and you're going to let me know what you get. You're, no bonuses or anything you're adding into this. It's just letting me know what's going on. I have a two. A two. What wonderful. <laughs> uh, and what did you get there, uh, Sphinx? Slightly better with a four. Yikes. And what did you get? Natural twinky. Wow, a <laughs> oh, natural right. 20. Wonderful. So, uh, Alice, you have arrived in the city of Rayburn Falls. Uh, you're pretty sure your meeting is, is sometime pretty soon here. You've gone to uh, what is known in this city as the government district. Uh, there's a lot of really big buildings, offices and stuff. And uh, you've been invited uh, by a, uh, uh, a woman named Verna L. Citrinefall. You don't know a lot about her. She's just uh, told you that she's got a job for you, you know, and uh, uh, seemed pretty legitimate, you know, this letter that you received. So you've come to the city. You go down this long, long hall, and uh, in a, a chair off to the side is a uh, an older man. Uh, looks to be a, a human. Uh, he's kind of got like a, like a, a cane on his side. He seems like he's uh, pretty loaded up. Like he's got a, a fair amount of weapons. He has like an eye patch, uh, and uh, uh, he's got like graying hair. Looks like an older gentleman, and he's just sort of like kind of like stoically like, kind of staring forward and doesn't really pay you a lot of mind. And a Across from him is a uh, door that, uh, you know, seems to say that it is uh, Verna L. Citrine Falls office. What would you like to do? If anything. I would like to see if I can glean anything from the man, like what kind of like weapons he's carrying, what the quality is. Sure, sure. Uh, go ahead and make a perception check. Let's see what you get. And what do you got there? <laughs> wow. Uh, so that's three plus four, so seven. Seven, not too shabby. Uh, uh, you can, uh, see that he does have, uh, uh, what look to be some pretty finely crafted weapons at his side. It looks like he's got a, uh, like a, a couple of, like, you know, uh, swords on him. Looks like he has, like, a long sword and a short sword. Uh, you're not really sure, uh, uh, you know, if he's, like, a particularly great warrior or anything. It, like, I mean, one of his things he's holding is a cane. It looks like he maybe doesn't walk very well. And as you kind of walk up and kind of, like, eye him down, he sort of looks at you with his one eye and he goes... Mm, miss. Sir? Mm. And he just sort of nods. I decide I have business to attend to, and I proceed through the door. Absolutely. You open the door and cut off conversation immediately. There are two people across from a large desk, and across from that desk is a uh, uh, a pretty attractive woman. Uh, we're going to go ahead and go through descriptions here. Now, for... The two of you who are already in the room, uh, we have, of course, uh, uh, Hannibal and we have uh, Thelonious. Uh, so go ahead and I'm going to have you all describe what your characters look like. Maybe not necessarily your names yet, but uh, let's start with uh, Alice. So Alice is a high elf, so she's uh, thin build on the taller side for an elf. Uh, you know, obviously fair skin, uh, red hair, about shoulder length, and she's got a scar on her left cheek. It's very faded by this point, but under the right light, you can still see it. We'll say that right lighting is right now. Uh, and uh, Thelonious, what does your character look like? So I am a dragonborn. Mm -hmm. 
and I've got black hair, kind of shaggy black hair with a full-on beard. Now with uh, Dragonborn Two, they almost have like a, uh, like they're almost like scaly dreads. So you have like black scale, like like almost like black long scales that like come off the top of your head, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, very tall, maybe like six seven, six eight or so. Oh, very um, tall. Medium strong build. Got some tattoos over my arms, which mm-hmm. I mean, I know that it's scaled, but there's little inscriptions and whatnot kind of oh, yeah. on them. You can absolutely have like a, they're almost like they almost looks like paint to a dragonborn. Like it's almost oh. like painted on, but it is tattooed. Correct. And I am missing a little bit of my left earlobe. Hmm. Uh, and uh, what color are your scales? My scales are brass and blue. Brass and blue. Intriguing. Uh, and Hannibal, what does your character look like? My character is a half-elf. Uh, I'm about 6'2", mm-hmm. uh, about 190 pounds. Uh, muscular, but not built, I would say. Okay. Uh, I've got black hair that's uh, longer and um, um, brushed back with wisps of white in it. Uh, I have a, kind of a, not a scraggly beard, but a short beard mm-hmm. uh, across my face and, and, and mustache. Uh, and then I have a scar running across my right eye. Uh, it goes from the top of my forehead down to uh, just the middle of my, my right cheek. Gotcha. And uh, are you wearing anything in uh, particular? I am wearing, uh, I have light armor, uh, so, so leather armor I'm wearing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, um, kind of like, like, like combat, combat-ish boots. Okay, so pretty big boots. Yeah, yeah. Well, not necessarily big boots, but uh, but but appropriately sized boots for the armor I'm wearing. Sure, sure. Yep. And I'm carrying a uh, a sword and a shield, and uh, and and that's about it. Gotcha. And uh, Thelonious, you uh, uh, are are you know not necessarily wearing armor. Uh, so are you wearing like uh, like regular clothes, robes, any particular kind of clothing? Got some robes on. Robes? Sure. Like billowy kind of robes. What color are they? They're black. Black robes. All right. I. Uh, Across from you guys uh, is Verna, Verna L. Citrinefall. Uh, she is a, a wood elf. Uh, she's around five, five and a half feet tall. She's not especially tall. Uh, she's got shoulder length orange and yellow hair that kind of reminds you of like an autumn leaf. She has uh, sharp orange eyes and she has fair skin. Uh, and she's wearing like a long, very, you know, almost like a kind of like professional dress. It's not like a party dress. It's not like the the kind that have like those baskets in like the at the waist that like sp- spread them out. She she looks pretty professional. And I uh, uh, so. She sort of looks you guys, you know, the three of you, and she sort of gives you a, you know, pretty uh, business-like smile as uh, uh, Alice walks in, and she says, "Miss Alice, Miss Citrinefall," she says. Please call me Verna. She says, and you two have been kind of making small talk with her while you waited on Alice. Not for very long, so you didn't really get a whole lot from her. She was just sort of giving you kind of quick intel on the city, nothing crazy. And Verna says, well, I'm glad that we're all here, uh, Alice. And uh, uh, and she points to you and she says, Hannibal. And uh, and she kind of like pauses at your name for a second. She goes, uh, Thelonious, right? Correct. Thelonious, it's wonderful that you've all made it. Um, I have a job opportunity for the three of you if you're interested. All right, what do you got? Let's hear it. Well, we've had some disappearances in the city as of late. 
like kidnappings or just people disappearing? Well, we thought it might have been just disappearances. It potentially was kidnapping, but it's, a, a you know, hardly children, uh, mostly adults to the best of my knowledge. Um, but more recently, something has happened in the last couple of weeks. One of the people that has gone missing was found shortly thereafter. Um, and it was a rather alarming, a barmaid from the Red Gorgon Saloon. She saw a being up in the trees devouring somebody. Um, we think we might have a cannibal in the city. It's rather concerning. Might be a monster. We don't even know. How long has he, have these people been missing? We've been having disappearances for maybe a uh, half year, six months. It's a rather large city. We've had investigations and not turned anything up. We sort of thought people were just maybe skipping out of town, trying to, to avoid their, their issues. And more and more of these events started happening, uh, maybe uh, one every few weeks, you know, so maybe uh, uh, one or two a month. And then all of a sudden this happens. And we're starting to think that all these events might be linked. Now, our police force, our, our garrison, they're very good at their job, don't get me wrong, but dealing with something like this is a little outside of their pay grade, and that's why I decided to call in specialists. If you're, of course, interested. How much does it pay? Oh, quite well, I would say. What I have to offer you is 25 gold per week as you're working on the job successfully bringing in the culprit will get you 500 gold apiece. While you're in the city, I'm also going to offer to keep you up at a, a very well-established inn. So you'll have free room and board. You'll have 25 gold per week to investigate. And I would say that if you can get this solved, I would say within the month, I'll give you a bonus of 1,000 gold each. Sounds, uh, that sounds pretty good. I should say so. I, it's more money than any average person could ever imagine to make. Of course, I do hope that you'll keep discretion, you know, in mind here, of course. We're investigating something that the public has not been made very aware of. So the public doesn't know the disappearances, or the public doesn't know about the potential cannibal? A potential cannibal. Ah. Uh, and most of the public is probably unaware of disappearances, to be honest with you. Um, news is... Fairly controlled in the city. Who controls it? Why, uh, we do in the council. Who's and she the, smiles. Who's the council exactly? She says, well, there's eight of us. Each council member controls a different part of the city. Uh, I control, uh, Verna lets you know that she controls the government district. She says, I run the government district. I would say the most important district. Uh, and of course, there is the governor as well, who's in control of the whole city. So the, there's a council and a governor? Yes. The, the, counselor, the counselors handle each sector of the city. Uh, we micromanage it, if you know, we, you, I must be honest. And uh, the governor is in control of the city itself, uh, but many things come to vote through the council. All right. Fair enough. What leads you to believe this one body is connected to all these disappearances? That is a wonderful question. Uh, many of the disappearances that we've found, we find some blood splatters. We find struggle, like signs of a struggle. Um, not at all of them, of course, but at some of them. And this seems like it's adding up. We've not found bodies. You know, there's been no hit uncovered 
corpses, uh, which might entail that there is a cannibal. So you're just finding blood splotches. You're not finding any of these bodies besides no the limbs. one, right? Oh, and even that body was not found. The woman screamed and ran off. Uh, and before this mm. figure could hunt her down, she had gotten to the authorities. And by then, they had gotten back to where she saw the creature in some tree, and it was gone. This was the barmaid, right? This is the barmaid, yes. Was anyone able to corroborate her story? Nobody else was there at the scene. And uh, who who's running the investigation now? The uh, uh, head of the uh, uh, town's garrison was in charge, uh, but the Rayburn Sheriff's Office has been, of course, uh, changed out. That was in Orvalt Stonepike. A rather professional dwarf. And she gives you directions to his office. Uh, the Rayburn Sheriff's Office is in the government district. So relatively nearby? Yeah, so uh, uh, just so you guys know, and, and Verneth sort of gives you kind of a rundown of the city, uh, Rayburn Falls is a, a really large uh, city. It's sort of like a shipping city where a lot of goods come in and goods get sent out. Uh, a river comes from the north to the south into uh, the city of Rayburn Falls. From there, there is a giant waterfall in the city. So essentially what happens is these dwarven goods from Strockhelm get brought in. They get disassembled. They get sold in the city. And other times they get, you know, shipped back out. So there's elevators with, like, pulley systems near the waterfall where they bring them down. And then they ship them to the eastern part of the uh, uh, continent. Uh, so essentially you have a north side of the city and a south side. And then there's the uptown and there's a downtown. So she lets you know that um, most of the uh, uh, higher society is in uptown, whereas a lot of the the lower, you know, low income housing and stuff is in like downtown. And there are eight different sectors. I can give you a quick rundown if you want to know them. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so you have uh, the government district and the church district, which are on the north side of uptown. Those are two separate. Uh -huh, two different districts. Okay. Government and church. Uh, both in the uh, uptown and then the north side. Uh, in uptown and then south side, you have the merchant district and the old residential district. And then below in downtown on the uh, uh, north side, you have the uh, shipping district and the dragon district. And then on the south side, you have the collegiate district and the new residential district. And she says she's willing to answer questions. Uh, she uh, lets you know she doesn't have a ton of time for this meeting, but she'll answer any questions she can before uh, uh, she leaves. Have you noticed any kind of pattern with the people that have gone missing? Are they all uptowners? South she she shrugs and she says no. Uh, and uh, in most cases, I would think this is a serial killer, but no connection between any of them. Hmm. Who's been telling you that people have been missing? Like, how have you figured this out? Missing persons reports that, that come through the, uh, 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 sometimes the government, you know, buildings and stuff, but mostly through the sheriff's office. Okay, so that would be like their families and whatnot saying, hey, we don't know where this person has gone. Mm -hmm. Yep, she nods. Uh, she lets you know that uh, uh, in some cases it might be jobs themselves where people don't turn up to work, but a lot of the times it's people's families or friends. Have you cross-referenced any of these friends or family that may have some sort of 
background that may be a reason why something's happening? She uh, she lets you know that the sheriff's office has you know done research, dug up dirt, and was unable to find any connections. She is not in charge of the investigation, so she just sort of is kind of you know been sort of been given the task of hiring some people to look into it. So she doesn't have a lot of the details, uh, but she she says that uh, uh, she doesn't believe there were any connections, at least not to the, what she's been told. Have the disappearances been focused in any one particular area? She uh, shrugs her shoulders again, and uh, she says, no, they uh, have been all through uh, different parts of the city, different districts. Uh, the only thing I know is that uh, there have been yet to be a murder or disappearance, depending on how you look at it, uh, in the Dragon District. All right. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me about this inn that you're putting us in? Of course. Uh, she gives you directions. Uh, she lets you know it is in uh, Uptown, uh, the south side. It's in the old residential district. Uh, she lets you know that it is a uh, was a former mansion that got turned into an inn. Uh, she lets you know that it is the uh, Mertil Auberge. Says so wonderful building. Sounds fancy. Do, Do we you- have like servants or anything that are going to be like, taking care of us? Oh, there is an innkeeper. And you'll, I'm, to the best of my knowledge, this inn covers a few meals per day. At least, I think, breakfast and dinner. Hmm. All right. How are the beds? Are they comfy? I've not stayed there myself, I'm afraid. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been told it's very nice, though, and I know the building is very nice. Because I have a bad back, so if my bed is too soft, you know, I, oh, I, I, I just toss and turn all night. <laughs> she- and if I'm going to do this kind of job, i got to make sure I get a good sleep. You need all the sleep you can get. I totally understand, Thelonious. And she, she smiles and she says, you'll have the perfect rest at this place. The Mertil Alberge. I promise. You sure you're up to this, Thelonious? You uh, <laughs> sound like maybe you're not. Oh, I'm up to it. Don't you worry. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> And uh, uh, she lets you know that you'll each have your own room at this place. Uh, she's, you know, paid to make sure that you guys have your your privacy and all this stuff. She she wants to make sure that this you guys, you know, she's she's been, you know, making sure that you guys are are totally all set. She gives you uh, twenty five gold apiece. She grabs a bag of gold each, hands it to you guys. It's in uh, uh, gold coins and like silver coins. You can just put twenty five G. Add that to anything you may have had already. I have one last question before we leave. Do you know where we can find this barmaid? No, to the best of my knowledge, she is at the Red Gorgon Saloon. Uh, The Red Gorgon Saloon is in the shipping district. That's, uh, of course, in downtown, and it's on the north side. She says, uh, I'm not sure that she still works there, but they should have connections to get you in touch with her. How long ago did that incident happen with her again? Oh, that was about a month at this point. She says it took a little bit of time to bring you into the city. Word sometimes takes a while. Any other questions for me before I have to get to my next meeting? No, we won't take up any more of your time. We'll she smiles. And uh, uh, feel free to roll insight if you like. Uh, she uh, uh, lets you know that uh, anytime she's in the office and she doesn't already have a meeting going, you're more than welcome to swing in and visit her. 18. 18? Oh, 11. 11? All right, I'm proficient in it, so the plus one and then the plus two, right? Yeah, so proficiency plus the stat bonus, which is wisdom. Oh, wait. So that puts me at a 13. 13? And I... I actually had 13. 13, okay. So with a 13 each, I... 
she she you know seems super professional she seems really pleasant she's doing everything she can to uh, uh oblige she seems great uh uh verna seems like grade a politician she she's great uh with a 19 uh hannibal you don't necessarily get a bad feeling from her but you do feel like there's something that kind of seems a little off in the fact that you she's really done a lot for you guys but how does she know you guys so i do have one more question verna Oh, absolutely. And she's kind of like grabbing a bag and like putting some stuff in it and smiling as, she, as she's getting herself ready. How'd you get my name for this job? Oh, I have my sources. I think maybe maybe you should tell me who that source is. I think it'd be probably a pretty good idea. Oh, I assure you, Hannibal, all my sources are very private and they are very well accomplished. I assembled a team of the best I could find. Now, I tell you what. If you bring me some evidence that you're on the case and things are going well the next time, you know, I'll see you in a week and uh, I'll be happy to pay you your 25 gold and I'll be happy to give you some of these sources I have. Does that sound fair? And she smiles real big. Very business smile. Yeah, we'll take it for now. And she's, she kind of nods and she says, well, uh, after you. And she's waiting until you guys leave before she locks up her office. All right, let's go. So. The three of you stand up. You guys walk into the hall. Uh, the guy across the hall that you saw before, Alice, kind of like kind of goes and kind of like gets himself on his feet, and he kind of uh, uh, winces a little bit uh, as he stands up. And uh, uh, she shuts the door to her office, locks it up, puts the key in her pocket, and she walks off. She walks down the hall, like you know, further into the uh, uh, this you know uh, government building as the exit is behind you guys. Yeah, Hannibal, I don't trust this chick. Yeah, there's something she's not telling us. I don't know specifically what it is, but something's <clears throat> something's not quite right. We'll give her a little bit of what she's looking for, and I'd be curious to know as well how she got my name. Mm. Max, how you doing, buddy? Maxwell uh, kind of you know nods at you, and uh, uh, Thelonious, you uh, were the first to arrive, so you did not see this gentleman. Uh, so he's got like gray hair, uh, an eye patch. Uh, he's like kind of got weapons, and as he stands up, you see that he might have like maybe like a crossbow on his back. Even uh, he seems pretty like almost weighted down with weapons, and he kind of walks with a, a a small cane, and uh, he's a human. Uh, seems you know pretty burly, pretty you know pretty proficient or at least maybe he was when he was younger and uh he says uh young master how'd the meeting go something's not right she's paying us uh, an incredible sum of money to investigate these disappearances there's something she's not telling us i don't know what it is yet but i'll take her money for now and we'll just kind of see how it goes you're uh being paid a lot of money to solve murders in the city is that right that's what it seems like well i mean even if she's shady, so long as you're solving murders, it sounds like the right thing to do. Yeah, it's up my alley, that's for sure. And the money's not too bad. He nods, and he looks to the two of you, and he says, uh, The young master's partners. Uh, the name's Maxwell Steelbreeze. Uh, it is a pleasure to meet you. And the old man kind of, like, nods and kind of, like, does a half bow as best he can with his kind of, like, you know, bad knee. And uh, he says, I'm uh, the master of arms, so to speak, uh, a ward for uh, the young master here. I'd be more than happy to assist you when I can. Uh, I, uh, I presume we're, we're you know, staying in some hovel downtown, downtown or something. Oh, my friend. They got to stay in at some place swanky. 
I don't know if it's going to work out for me, but uh, I'll, I'll do my best to fit in. <laughs> I can find a barn for you if you need. <laughs> yes, young master, a barn. Thank you. <laughs> so what's the deal here, Hannibal? You can't carry your own stuff. You need this old man to help you out. Oh, I assure you, sir, this is my stuff. Uh, and I don't let him carry my stuff is what's happening here. Why are you carrying so much luggage there? The luggage are weapons, and you well, never know what you, when you need to both. kill something. Thelonious, uh, you may not want to provoke him. <laughs> he kind of like smirks a bit, and he, he nods. He says, I assure you, I'm more than willing to help any comrades of my young master here. So by all means, let me know anytime you need anything. Why was it you weren't sitting in on the meeting as well? <laughs> I wasn't invited. I didn't invite you right now on our little team. <laughs> well, I did. Is this a package deal? What's going on here? Uh, just so you know, uh, uh, everyone has their own backgrounds with different abilities, and him having his ba- his background means that he has a helper, a retainer. I so you have so you have special abilities. You have special abilities, and they may come up at some point. Uh, but I uh, yeah, I go over and greet Maxwell. I say it's nice to meet you. Yeah, he goes, uh, young Miss. Pleasure to meet you. I do it slight bow and step back i'll shake his hand as well but i'm gonna give him kind of that evil eye like all right he says uh name's maxwell and uh your name is he shaking your hand name's thelonious i know we're gonna get it along real well thelonious because you and i seem very similar and he stops shaking your hand and he says uh if you give me directions i'll meet up with you later uh we're staying at the uh this inn in uh, the south side of Uptown. Oh, Uptown. Uh, and you give him the uh, the name of the place? Yep. Wonderful. Uh, you give him the name of uh, this fancy place that I keep forgetting the name of. Uh, <laughs> Mertil Alberge. Uh, and he goes, Mertil Alberg. Let's, All right, whatever. Let, let's just call it French and make French place. I don't know what that means, but fair enough. <laughs> and uh, uh, he uh, uh, he nods and he says, "I'll meet you there. Uh, I'll try to gain some information while I can as well." Yeah, see what you can find out for me. And he nods, and uh, uh, you you think that maybe because he's a little slower, he's just gonna let you guys do your thing while he you know slowly goes about uh, his work. Uh, where would you guys like to go though? It is uh, probably, I'd say it's like uh, 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 like early afternoon. Maybe late morning. Uh, you know, you guys have arrived in the city. You guys pretty much just went immediately to this government building. You're not really gone exploring too much. Uh, but now you have a good layout of the, the city. You know kind of how it works. What are you thinking of doing? I think we should check out the uh, the bar, talk to the barmaid. To the barmaid. I was thinking, what if we talk to whoever started the invest, who's running the investigation right now? I was going to say, I think we should go see the sheriff. Because the are, sheriff is also in this district, right? That is true. Yep. The, uh, the sheriff is very close to this district. The bar might not even be open yet because it is a, a bar. They might open a little later. So uh, you guys can always hit the sheriff's office first and then head to the Red Gorgon Saloon. I begrudgingly agree, and I'm very <laughs> sad that I can't fill up my flasks. <laughs> you poor, poor thing. Uh, so the the three of you guys uh, walk across uh, uh, the district. It takes you maybe about, like, 20 minutes of uh, uh, walking around. The city is huge. Like, this place is enormous. And you guys find... It's almost like nestled in between these two much larger buildings, uh, and there's a sign that says the uh, you know Rayburn Sheriff's Office, and it's much smaller than these other fancy buildings. You think maybe this is like a, a very old building, like it's been around even longer than like these giant stone structures. 
Well, shall we go in? Uh, yeah. Do we knock or just go in? Let's just, just go in. in. I want to walk in. Sure. So the three of you just waltz on into the uh, uh, sheriff's office. Uh, you guys uh, are greeted by a uh, human uh, who walks up to you and he says, uh, may I help you? Yeah, we're, uh, we've been put in charge of uh, investigating these disappearances. We want to touch base with the sheriff and uh, kind of see where he's at in this. Oh, and uh, he kind of like pulls out a, a like a, what looks to be like a, a like a note or something like a, a scrawl of parchment. He kind of unfurls it and looks at it, and he looks to the three of you and he goes, uh, "Yeah, uh, Miss uh, Citrine Fall uh, alerted us to your coming. Uh, yeah, uh, absolutely, follow me." And uh, he takes you down a hallway, uh, and it's not a super big building, so it doesn't take you very long to go around the corner. And you're at the uh, uh, the door to the sheriff's office. There's a he knocks on it, and uh, you hear a. a a voice from behind the door go, uh, yeah, come on in. It opens the door and just lets you guys walk in. Sheriff, how are you? My name is Hannibal. He greets you, uh, and uh, Orvalt Stonepike stands up. Uh, he's a mountain dwarf. Uh, Orvalt has uh, uh, you know, kind of short gray hair, a pretty uh, trimmed uh, uh, beard, uh, still a little bit longer, though. Uh, he's got a, a pretty wide-brimmed hat, uh, you know, like a, you know, studded leather armor. It looks like it's black. Uh, and uh, he also has, like, two hand crossbows that are, like, latched onto his side. Uh, he kind of uh, uh, stands up and he says, uh, Hannibal, it's nice to meet you. Uh, and you, sir? Thelonious. Just Thelonious, it is a pleasure. And uh, you, uh, Miss? Alice. It says, pleasure. Um, I've been instructed by uh, Verna that you're here to take over this investigation. That's correct. We were wondering what you could tell us that you've uncovered so far. Not a whole lot, to be honest. I, uh, I, it's not really my forte. I, I am adept at hunting people down, but not people who hide in the dark and potentially eat other people. It's a little outside of my area of expertise. Um, well, uh, the first victim, uh, and he kind of goes through a quick little list of like the, uh, uh, you know, like seven people that have like been murdered so far. And uh, he lets you know that uh, they've mostly been like human, uh, spread throughout the districts, uh, all different walks of life, some merchants, some guild members, some, you know, like, you know, like bums and like, you know, like people who lived in alleys and he kind of like shrugs and he's like, uh, there's no connection. At first I thought he might've been hunting whoever this is hunting down humans. He says, and then an elf dies. And I think maybe, you know, it's, it's something else. And then a halfling dies. He says, so I, I didn't really find a whole hell of a lot out. Has there been any correlation, say a particular time of the month? No, nope. uh, two happened back to back about a couple weeks apart, and then there was a stretch of about a month where we didn't hear any disappearing disappearance cases. Uh, whether that's the case or not, maybe they weren't reported. I don't know. It's a large city; uh, it's you know nigh impossible to keep track of every resident. We were told splatters of blood were found. Were there any kind of tracks or markings or anything? He says in one of them. He says, in one, there were very uh, wide apart, like toes, three of them. It was a rather, rather strange, only one footprint. It seemed bloody. I, uh, I, you know, that's, I'm going off memory. I wasn't able to keep anything, of course. Wide apart toes. 
You guys heard any, anything about a creature with a wide apart toes? If you want, make a nature check. Let's do that. Each of us? Or? Yeah, you all can make nature checks. Feel free. Oof. 16. Trying to see where nature is here. Under uh, intelligence. Seven. Or it's alphabetical, depending on your character sheet. With a seven, uh, nothing you've ever heard of, Alice. It doesn't sound very familiar to you. Uh, you had a 16. Yeah. Uh, with a 16, uh, maybe potentially like lizard men. Uh, uh, there might be some variety of lizard man that uh, uh, has that. But like, you don't even know if it's like, because the, the way he describes it, is it's almost like the, like, you know, holding up three fingers, like, you know, each toe is on a like a, a set what what would that be like forty five degree angle or whatever. And what'd you get, Thelonious? Twelve. And with a twelve, nothing really comes to mind. Uh, it, it could potentially be lizard men, but I mean, even lizard men are quite a bit different than dragonborn. You don't necessarily have toes that are like that necessarily. So uh, it's something you're you know not familiar with. Uh, the the sheriff uh, kind of shrugs, and Orvalt says, you know, he's like. I looked and looked and couldn't find any other tracks in the area. Uh, it doesn't seem familiar. Uh, it struck me that it might be a monster, but uh, this barmaid made it seem like it was humanoid, whatever she saw. Hmm. And you're saying just one footprint was found? Or a track of footprints? One footprint that was bloodied hit the ground, yeah. and then that was about it. Huh. It was almost as if it either wiped its feet off or flew off somewhere. I, I don't quite understand how. It's almost as if only one footprint hit any of the blood, too. Interesting. And he, he shrugs. He says, I, I'm at a loss. I'm, you know, I, I'm more than happy to continue investigating, but it does seem like a, a rather strange occurrence. Uh, uh, Mr. Treenfall said that she was bringing in specialists, so I defer to you. Do you have a map of where these abductions took place or where these marks were were found he doesn't necessarily have a uh, 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 a map necessarily uh he lets you know that uh the let's see he found a body in the government district uh he found one in the church district uh none in the uh well i'm sorry no there have been at least one body in all of them except the dragon district uh but he says that uh, he found multiple bodies in the uh, uh, new residential district. And he explains it's kind of a more lower-income housing area. Uh, he lets you know that the one of the bodies there that was found, there was the extra footprint there. Or the footprint was found in that area. So they found the bodies? Or that's where the people were missing from? Oh, that's where the people are missing from. I'm sorry. Okay, yeah. I got it. And uh, I... Orvalt kind of shrugs his shoulders. He kind of takes his hat off. Looks like he's kind of balding at the top of his head a bit, and he kind of scratches the top of his head, puts the hat back on, and he goes, uh, I mean, if you have any other questions, feel free to ask now, or you can always come back. Yeah, what time of the day were these reported? Like, was it first thing in the morning you're being told that these people are missing? What Have they been happening throughout the day that people are realizing people are missing? I'm not going to lie. Uh, it's been a bit of a grab bag. Uh, some Sometimes, you know, when it's, you know, maybe somebody a little bit higher society, sure, when the first thing they, you know, somebody notices they're missing, you know, they, they come calling the first thing in the morning. Sometimes, you know, some of these people have, you know, been drinkers or, or you know, maybe lived on the street. And so, you know, it's only friends, find, you know, realize they've not been around for a few weeks. So, you know, it's it's hard to say for sure if there's been any set time people have disappeared. For these ones that that you're getting them showing up first thing in the morning have they they saw them the night before then 
Uh, he he nods and he says, "One of the first that disappeared. Yes, it was uh, uh, somebody in Uptown uh, in the government district. Uh, they it was a uh, uh, you know." Uh, an aide to one of the council members. They had been there in a meeting the the night before, and then the next morning they were supposed to be at work, and they never showed. I would presume if someone's taking people, it's likely at night. Yeah, that's why I wanted to confirm, though. But yeah, and he, he shrugs, though, and says, but whether that's the case or not, uh, who knows? Who else uh, have you been working with in this? He lets you know that uh, you know people in the sheriff's office uh, uh, he's worked with, and there, there's quite a lot of guards that patrol the city for such a small building. Most, unlike a lot of cities' garrisons where people stay at the garrison, most people in this city make enough being guards that they have their own homes, even if it's in lower income housing a lot of the times. And so, like you know, people just sort of come into work, sign in or whatever, and then like go to a certain patrol area. So like, there's quite a lot of people that like know about what's going on. But he says, he goes, Orvalt says, you know, to be honest, I uh, did my best to kind of keep things under wraps. It sounds rather strange having people disappear on its own, but having reports of some monster eating somebody or some person eating somebody, that's a bit much. Yeah. This barmaid that that you guys end up finding, um, what can you tell us about her? Do you have anything on her? Well, uh, she works at the Red Gorgon Saloon, uh, which is known for not being the most, um, well, it's a, it's a bit of a shithole. Uh, and he kind of shrugs. He says, it's not the best place in town, but a lot of people go there, especially travelers and people in the shipping uh, district, in the lower income housing areas. It, it you know, it just happens that way. Uh, he says, but uh, I, I question her. She she seems like she was maybe a bit of a drinker. Uh, Did she seem like she had been drinking that night? I think she might have, honestly. Uh, she, she seemed a little out of it, uh, but it could have been panic. I, I ain't going to put that past her. Uh, so I, I took her word, you know, and, and put that in the reports. I wasn't going to not, but it did seem a little far-fetched. What can you tell me about Miss Citrinefall? Oh, uh, Verna. Mm-hmm. Well, let's see. How much does he know? Uh, not much. He he kind of shrugs and uh, he says, "Well, I know that uh, uh, she's had family come uh, come into town more recently, uh, maybe in the last few months." Uh, Seems like a dangerous time to bring family in. Well, from what I hear, her her family wasn't doing too well. A sister of hers, I don't know a lot about it, but uh, I guess a sister of hers come from uh, some city way to the the northwest. I don't know her name. I don't know what's wrong with her, but I guess she's ill. Something something wrong with her. Interesting. Where was this bloody footprint found? Uh, he lets you know that it was in a uh, residence uh, in the uh, new residential district. Uh, let's see. He lets you know that the new residential district, he gives you kind of a, a quick rundown of the place. I. Uh, Let's see. The new residential district is middle to low income housing found in the south of downtown. Uh, while the area near the collegiate district is a little more well to do, uh, the rest of the area is pretty poor. Uh, and he lets you know it was a, uh, a residence in the uh, uh, middle income housing. Uh, he says it was somebody who was, uh, uh, you know, going into the collegiate district a lot. Okay. He says the collegiate district is like a like a wizard's academy. 
Oh, okay. So, yeah, wizards and mages. It's a little outside of my area of expertise, but um, we, we have a, a, a magic guild in the city. So do you believe, then, in this residence that they were doing some of this practice of wizardry and whatnot? From what I found, yeah. They, they seem to have uh, like some kind of alchemist lab set up. I, I don't know if they were really a wizard or perhaps just an alchemist, but they, they seem to have some wizard paraphernalia, if you will. Everything looked normal there? I'm hardly a wizard, but it, I didn't see blood sacrifices or uh, uh, dead bodies rising up, and that's about all I'm concerned with when it comes to wizardry. Fair enough. He says necromancy is illegal in the city. Okay. What time is the uh, Red Gorgon Saloon open? He says, well, the, the Red Gorgon Saloon uh, usually opens up in early afternoon, but uh, doesn't really get moving until the evening. He says, uh, he looks outside the window and he kind of shrugs. He says, I'd imagine they're opening around now. Might be a good idea to head over there before they get busy. Yeah, you guys yeah. feel like a drink? I feel like a drink. Let's do it. Absolutely. So you guys uh, uh, head across town. Now, the Red Gorgon Saloon is is a quite a bit of a distance. It takes you probably a good like hour, maybe even two hours to walk there because you have to go to where the waterfall is and go down like one of the elevators. Uh, there are also uh, staircases that are sort of built into the mountain itself that goes down the, the waterfall. Uh, so, you know, either way, though, it takes about the same amount of time waiting on an elevator or waiting on or going down the stairs. Uh, so you guys get to the, uh, you know, where the river and the uptown uh, meets the waterfall. And the, the city up here is gorgeous. Like, you have a ton of bridges and stuff. Uh, you see all these barges and, like, rafts that have, like, crates on them and stuff that are getting brought in from Strakhalm to the north. And, uh, you know, as you guys, you know, sort of, like, near the, uh, the, the waterfall, it gets a lot cooler. You know, the, the misty water kind of splashing up kind of, like, cools everything down a bit. And it almost becomes a little cold, even though the afternoon sun is on you. Uh, now, are you guys going down the staircase, or are you guys going just waiting on, like, one of the elevators? The elevators are giant, like, platforms that have big pulley systems that are pulled by uh, beasts of burden, uh, like the bottom of the elevator. What do you think would be faster? Let's take the elevator. Yeah. They, they're about the same. I mean, walking down a staircase or waiting on an elevator, it's all about the same. Yeah, we can take the elevator. Sure. Kind of survey the land a bit. Absolutely. Uh, make perception checks, all three of you. Twenty-three. Twenty-three? Wow. Eight. Eight? I'm blind. I can't find perception. <laughs> oh, I see it. Never mind. I got it. Eleven. I think if you can't find perception, you can't see anything. <laughs> I think that's how it works. Uh, so with an eight and eleven, you guys kind of survey the area. Uh, you notice that the the river uh, that goes down Rayburn Falls continues on to the east quite a bit of ways, uh, and it kind of just disappears into like the wood line. Uh, it seems like forest and, and, you know, just sort of overtakes it eventually. Uh, with a twenty, you had a twenty-three? Wow, with a 23, you notice uh, uh, that it looks like the Collegiate District is a lot of, like, old towers and, like, old forts. You think maybe there was once a defensive perimeter there, and it got, like, scrapped as the city expanded, and then the Wizards Guild sort of, like, moved into those places, it almost looks like. So, you guys, uh, oh, and you would also, with a 23, notice the shipping uh, district where the Red Gorgon Saloon would be. You can't pick out the Red Gorgon Saloon where you're at, but you survey the area and you notice that it does look like there's like a lot of warehouses around the uh, the river at the base of the, the waterfall. So you uh, guys get down the elevator and you guys start heading to the Red Gorgon Saloon. Uh, 
If you want, you can even make a nature check and know what a gorgon is. I'll allow that. And what do you guys get? Seven. You've heard of a gorgon. You know it's a creature, but you don't know exactly what. Unnatural 20. Wow. And what'd you get there, uh, Alice? Natural 20. Natural 20. Cripes. Uh, with a non-natural 20, you know that a uh, Gorgon is a uh, uh, a pretty rare monster. It's like a giant, like, almost like steel bull. Uh, it's like uh, this, like, bull that's like, you know, almost looks like it's made of metal. Uh, with a natural 20, you know that it also spews out poison gas. Uh, you know that... Uh, uh, to the best of your knowledge, there's no such thing as a red gorgon. Uh, so this is just sort of a cool, kitschy kind of bar name, you think. Uh, and so you guys uh, uh, go across town, and you guys make it to the Red Gorgon Saloon. Uh, now, as far as that goes, you were told that uh, uh, you know normally at this time uh, it doesn't really get too hopping or anything, but it seems like it's pretty busy in there right now. You open the uh, doors to the bar. Uh, well, actually, first, are you guys going inside the bar through the front doors, or are you trying to do something else Can before we... I you know insinuate that you're walking in when you're really sneaking or something? Can we kind of d- take a look and try to figure out what's going on from the outside? Sure. You can look through a window, make a perception check. Uh, what did you uh, want to do, uh, uh, Thelonious and uh, uh, Hannibal? I'm cool chilling out. Let's wait for, wait for the per- Alice's perception check. Sure, sure. So you guys kind of wait, and you sort of like are keeping watch for Alice while she peeks in through a, uh, uh, sort of a frosted window. Eleven. With an eleven, uh, with an eleven, you look through the window, and the the window's a little hard to see through. the The windows themselves are kind of frosted from like the inside, and it's a little hard to to, to tell. Uh, but it seems like there's uh, uh, a bunch of people inside right now. Uh, you think that uh, there's a uh, like a you think you see a table of dragonborn, and uh, there's uh, uh, what you think is a half orc who's behind the bar. Okay, I walk back to the group and I let them know what I found. So fantastic. Is anyone following us or anything? Make a perception check. And this would be not on Alice because this would be on the other two who are keeping watch. Unnatural 20. Four. (laughs) (laughs) With a four, uh, you look at your feet and you're like, man, I should really get some better shoes. Uh, Have they always been this dirty? And you're just sort of looking down at the ground. That's pretty perceptive, though. Can I say I got a hole in my foot in my shoe, too? (laughs) Yeah, you look down, and you're like, oh, man, one of my claws of the feet are popping out. This is terrible. I need to use some of this 25 gold and buy new shoes. Uh, And uh, you had a non-natural 20? Unnatural 20, yeah. With an unnatural 20, you look around, and you don't see anybody around. Uh, You don't notice any... I mean, there's... I'm sorry. Let me rephrase that. You see people around, but nobody's eyeing you up and down. Any one who's walking is walking past you and continuing on. Nobody really pays you a lot of mind. All right, fair enough. It's uh, mosey on in. Yep. Absolutely. So the three of you walk in, and uh, it seems like there's a table of about five dragonborn, uh, and they're all drinking. It looks like they're having like a quick meal or something, and uh, uh, they're all just sort of like, they're kind of like ribbing each other, making fun of one another, and they're like, you know, laughing. And it seems like even at this early of time of day, they've maybe even had like one too many. Uh you're not really sure what's going on with them. Aside from that, you notice uh, like a, a gnome and a halfling at another table that are a little bit more quiet. They're kind of keeping to themselves. And you see a half-orc who's behind the bar. Uh, he's uh, pretty big. Uh, he has uh, two large bottom tusks. He's got deep green flesh. He's got kind of graying hair and uh, yellow eyes. And uh, he sort of like kind of, uh, as you guys walk in, he just sort of like kind of like just stares you guys down. He seems pretty imposing. Anyone else take a look at us as we walk in? 
Uh, not really. Uh, you think maybe the Dragonborn table, maybe somebody gave you a sideways glance, but not enough to like focus on you or anything. Just sort of like a "Hey, who is this?" and went back to what they're doing. Uh, the uh, the halfling and the gnome uh, seem pretty pretty focused on whatever they're talking about. And the half orc is the bartender. And the half orc is the bartender. All right. Well, best place to get information is to talk to the bartender. I walk up, and I say, "What do you got?" I have ale. I'll take an ale, and these yeah, two gentlemen will, will t- as well. That's about all I have to offer. You ordering my drinks for me over there, else? I am. Mm-hmm. Just shut up and say thank you. There's nothing wrong with that. Are, are you paying for my drink then, too? <laughs> shut up and say thank you. <laughs> all right, thanks. He puts three ales on the, the counter. He slides them to the three of you, and he goes, ah. What's your name? Iser. Iser? Iser, yep. Hannibal. Hannibal Demon Breaker. I like your last name. I like I like my last name a lot too. It was Iser Thundertusk, and he points at himself. That's that's impressive. I'm Thelonious. My friends call me Theo, but you can call me Thelonious right now. I'm not gonna remember that. And he looks to you, and he goes, "I don't even care what your name is." Someone's not getting a tip. <laughs> that's what he says to you, Alice. And he goes, "What do the three of you want?" You know why we're here. If I knew why you were here, I wouldn't have asked. Does that make sense? I feel like that makes sense. We're looking for information. What kind of information? Word is one of your barmaids saw something a little spooky. Oh, yeah. Uh, The one who said she saw, I don't know, demon, devil, goblin, eating people. Uh-huh. Is she here? Nah. Where can we find her? At home, I presume. Do you know where she lives? I think I got her address somewhere around here. Give me a give me a goddamn minute. And he goes into like, like kind of lumbers into the back a bit. And uh like the, the guy's huge. Like he's definitely jacked and stuff. And he just sort of like lumbers back and forth, goes into the back, and uh he take it's gonna take him a minute, you think. Uh is there anything you guys want to do while you're waiting on him? Yeah, he's I'll friendly. Drink my ale. Well, I, I pour it into my flask. <laughs> you pour your drink into your uh, flask. Alice, do you know who this guy is? Never seen him before. Really? No. But he's not. He. You. We can tell what kind of place this is. You make an insight check you and say, it pass. Roll something. I mean, in this case, though, <laughs> it, it does automatically pass, and you know that she is telling the truth. She does not seem to know Iser. Okay. Fair enough. Iser is just a very, very surly man. Why don't you let me? He talk to him. He, he seems to like me a bit. He likes your last name. He, he does. We have a bit of a connection. <laughs> I think maybe Iser and I might get along. If you By think means, so, go ahead. I'm going to pound my drink after that, too. Uh, absolutely. Uh, you start chugging your uh, ale. Uh, about a minute passes, and uh, he comes back in, and uh, he's got, like, a, a notebook. And he sort of, like, looks at it and kind of, like, he goes, ah, here. And he just points it in uh, your guys' faces, like in between the three of you. And you see uh, uh, there's a uh, a name, and it says Julia Galestar. He goes, uh, yeah, the half-elf. She's the one who saw the weird shit. Interesting. So you heard anything else about any of these disappearances going on? I'll tell you what. Disappearances? I slip him a gold piece. He goes, a tip's appreciated. And he puts it in his pocket. What can you tell me about these disappearances? 
uh, what his appearance is. Make I, an insight check. And all of you can make it. Eleven. Seven. Ten. You guys don't think he has any clue about the disappearances. You don't think he was kept in the loop. You don't know that he wants to be kept in the loop. He does not seem to really care. Uh, he kind of uh, uh, just shrugs. He goes, I don't know anything about disappearances, but if you want to hear her side of the story, then uh, uh, go here. And he kind of points to the the directions to her home. It's not necessarily like an address per se. There's no like mail system in this world, of course. But uh, he uh, points uh, out a uh, location or Gives you directions to go through a few uh, city streets into the uh, new residential district. Can I can I use my message cantrip right now? Uh, yeah, you can use your message cantrip. Uh, so this is a, uh, a a spell that you essentially whisper to someone that only they can hear. Yeah, I I whisper to Hannibal and I say, "How's that connection working out for you?" <laughs> <laughs> you hear the voice pop in your head, and you can give a sentence back. <laughs> I hold up my middle finger, and I say, "You're buying drinks." Uh, Iser just sort of looks at you two and he goes, uh, uh, do you want another drink? I'll take one. I'll take one too. Cause, cause Alice <laughs> is buying. He yeah, goes, we're buying one round. You're on your own after that. No, yeah, we'll see about that. He goes, you want another drink? You got to pay up front. I pay for mine. All right, I guess I'll pay for mine. And you pay your drinks, and it's like a, a like a silver piece each drink. And he scoops the the coins up. He slides you uh, to the the two additional drinks, and he goes, "Hi, uh, any anything else you need? Do you know anything about those dragonborns over there in the corner? Where's my drink? Oh, and yeah, he he slides you your drink as well. Uh, all three of you. I forgot you ordered one as well. Yeah, he slides you guys all your drinks. Uh, uh, he looks up and he sees the dragonborn. He goes, "Yeah, they're uh, uh, they work at the the docks of the uh, shipping district." He goes, uh, "Lunch break, I think. They start early." Okay. Theo, why don't you head over there and chat with them? Yeah, do you want to talk with them? Yeah, I'll head over. Sure. You walk up to them, and uh, they're they're all pretty happy and stuff, and they see you, and uh, one of them like raises the. Well, actually, uh, I tell you what, go to make me a. Uh, uh, how about a persuasion check uh, as you say hi and you walk up? Persuasion? Yep. Uh, you have advantage on this. So you roll twice and take the better result. Oh, thank you. Because you have advantage. Yep. <laughs> oh, no. All right. Well, then I'm looking at a six. With a six, uh, a, a few of them kind of give you like a weird look. And uh, one of them, though, does look at you. He's got uh, white scales. He goes, uh, hello, brother. What are you guys up to? How are you, how are you doing today? Uh, lunch break, man. Uh, nothing nothing crazy. Uh, can we how, hear this from you? where we are? They're talking fairly loud. Like, you guys can hear it well enough. Uh, they go, yeah, lunch break, man. Where do you guys work? Oh, uh, over at uh, Payne Exports. Uh, or the, the shipping area over there. Pain like blood pain? Pain, no. Pain like... Oh, pain. P-A-Y-N-E. Pain. I'm sorry. I, I don't I only have half my earlobe. After you say the name Bloodbane, all five of the Dragonborn stand up and they go, I I, I think we gotta go. And like one of them pounds their drinks real quick and sets the uh, glass down. I wanna and, follow them. And they, they're like, We we gotta get back to work. And uh they start walking out the door. Uh roll an insight check, Alan, if you want, Alice. You you heard everything. Was it something I said? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> 
One uh, unnatural twenty. You don't think that they got nervous because like they're somehow connected to the Bloodbane? You think that the, the that name Bloodbane scared the hell out of them and they want nothing to do with it and they just want to get back to work? You don't mm. get the vibe that they're suspicious so much as they're like kind of scared about what the hell just happened. All right, then I uh, walk up to Thelonious and I'm like, man, you got away with people. <laughs> if you want, I I I. Thelonious doesn't have to roll this, but uh, uh, Hannibal and Alice, you guys can make uh, history checks if you want. And let me know what you got. Ten. Ten? You know the Bloodbane, that name, is uh, uh, like a cartel of dragons? You don't know a lot about them, though. Also ten. Ten? Yeah, you don't know a whole lot about them. Uh, they're a cartel. They're they're not exactly on the up and up. So you presume that uh, uh, they they sort of got nervous because crime was involved and just wanted nothing to do with the conversation. Alice, let's just say I'm not much of a people person these days. Yeah, you guys both seem to have some issues with people. Uh, so, what would you guys like to do? Do you want to have? Uh, do you have any more questions for uh, Iser? Do you have any questions for the the other two people in the bar? Do you want to go talk to uh, that uh, uh, Julia Gale Star? Uh, let's chat with the other two people in the bar real quick. Sure. Uh, you walk up to the uh, uh, the uh, halfling and the gnome. Uh, it seems like it's a stout halfling. Uh, you know, pretty pretty round. Uh, has like the furry feet, like you know, think like hobbits do. Uh, and the the gnome seems to be like a tinker gnome, uh, like a rock gnome, uh, otherwise known. Uh, has like bright green hair. Uh, and uh, uh, you know, they they sort of look up at you and stop their conversation, like as you walk up. And uh, the uh, the gnome looks up and you know says. Uh, uh, how can we help? I I apologize for interrupting. I just a couple quick questions, if you guys if you guys don't mind. Oh, uh, yeah. What's up? Well, we're we're in town. We're, you guys hear anything about these inve- these these disappearances? We heard some rumors about them. We're just kind of worried. We we came into town and 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 we're just kind of curious what's going on. Uh, they they both uh, well one shrugs. The the halfling doesn't seem to know what you're talking about. The the gnome says, I uh. I'm not staying in town long because I, I had heard I had heard some rumors. What what were those rumors specifically? Well, you haven't heard? Well, no. The Bloodbane family was seen in the city. Really? Yeah. I, I'm not I'm not staying in the city uh for very long if if they're coming to town. What do you uh what do you know about the Bloodbane family? Well, they're they're like dragons. Do you not know what they do? Uh, not not a ton. I, I I don't know a ton about them. I mean, why don't you, uh, can you clue me in a little? The Bloodbanes are a cartel of n- dragon national socialists. They, they don't, they don't like anything that isn't scaled. Interesting. They'll, they'll kill you rather than, than let you live. Slavery is probably something they don't even consider. Any idea, like, where in the city they might be? I, I've only heard rumors. I don't plan on staying long. I, I'm a traveling merchant. I, I, I really must be going, you see. I just need to finish up this deal and I'm out of here. Who told you this rumor? I heard from uh, another merchant. Where at? Did- he says in the, uh, the merchant district, uh, a fellow by the name of Payne. Payne? Oh, I'll make sure I get this name right this time. He uh, lets you know that he was at a uh, uh, a shop in the Merchant District, and uh, a uh, uh, at a place called Payne Imports. Uh, he says, "A Gaius Payne, G A I U S, Gaius Payne." Okay, and he says, uh, "What he, were you doing there?" Uh, I'm a merchant. I get that. I 
buy things and sell things. That's why I was at a merchant's shop. Fair enough. What were you buying or selling there? Make a persuasion check. Natural 20. With a natural 20, oh. he lets you know uh, he, he was a little uh, leery of you at first, but he uh, uh, spills his guts and lets you know that he is a uh, 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 sort of a spice vendor. He, he you know, imports and exports spices, uh, you know, thing, things le- that are a little bit more on the rare side, saffrons and cardamoms and things like that. Nothing, nothing spectacularly interesting, but, you know, that's his business. Okay. Is there a reason why you go to this guy? Compared to other merchants? Yeah, uh, Gaius Payne, he has connections to Strakel, and I, I don't quite understand it. He's a tiefling, but no matter. To, to whom, sir? To Strakel, the, the city to the north. Uh, they, the, the goods come down the river from Strakel, uh, along rivers in the mountains and, and underneath the mountains, and uh, the, the goods arrive here, and somehow this Payne family of merchants is, has some sweet deal. I, I don't quite understand it. Okay. Hmm. Well, we pre- we appreciate your uh, your time here, and uh, and be safe. Uh, yes, of course, you too. Yeah. Uh, beware the bloodbanes; they uh, they're they're quite scary. That's that's what I, that's the uh, the idea I'm getting here. He he kind of nods, and he kind of starts wrap, like trying to wrap up this deal he's making with this halfling, and and he's trying to speed it along. All right. Uh, what would you guys like to do? Uh, how close is uh? Uh, Julia's house. Julia's house, uh, from the directions you've been given, are not very far. Uh, seems like she lives in the area. She's across like a bridge and into the uh, uh, the new residential district. You guys want to head over there? Let's head over there. Uh, let's start there. Absolutely. Uh, you guys uh, head across town, and uh, it's you know like uh, at this point it's probably like late afternoon. Uh, the evening sun is maybe just starting to to kind of like dip just a bit. And you guys uh, head across town, and you find where you're pretty sure uh, the this place is, and you're at the uh, uh, this you know pretty 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 small place. Uh, it looks like it's maybe like a, uh, almost a condo style where it's like multiple homes connected to each other. And we know which 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 condo is there. Yep, you were given directions. You can hear like barking dogs in the district. It seems like it's uh, <laughs> uh, 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 you can definitely tell this is a far cry in this district from the nicer areas in the government district you were at before. I just wanna, I wanna... Well, we can should... we can we just kind of listen into the door for a second here? Sure. Uh, you can uh, if you're just listening into the door, make a perception check for that. All of us, uh, unless you want to do something else. I'd yeah. like to look around the. Fifteen. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, make a perception check. Uh, Fifteen. And are 14. you listening in on the door yeah, as well? I'm listening in. Fourteen. You both sort of stop and listen at the front door, and you you hear you know other you know voices behind you in the neighborhood. It's it's evening. There's like children playing. Uh, you know maybe down the block and stuff. It's you certainly don't hear anything coming from inside the house. What'd uh, you get? Fourteen. 14, And you were looking around. Yep. You uh kind of you know start wandering around. And you see that uh, uh, she has like sort of the last condo of this particular uh, uh, sort of domicile. And you start looking and you turn around the corner and you see that the side window has been smashed in. All right. Let's. uh... Alice. Oh, you have to. Alice, you peek through the window and the wind sort of picks up and the curtain sort of blows. And you see a smattering of blood in the center of the room. And that's where we're going to go ahead and pause today's session. 
Thank you for listening to Noobs and Dragons. This show is brought to you by listeners like you. If you wish to support the show, go to patreon.com slash gamezilla media. From there, you'll be able to gain excellent perks, like a behind-the-scenes show for Noobs and Dragons. We thank you for your patronage.